0: Menovation <laughs> You can check us out on all major podcast platforms iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and anywhere you listen to podcasts Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast Episode 54 of the Menovation You just gave me a weird look out of the corner of <laughs> my We're coming in hot, like we always do. Uh, We have a couple of guests on the show today. Uh, We have a couple who... How long have you guys been married? 10, 11 years?
1: 11 years. 11 years. This month, we'll be together 13 total.
0: They've been through some stuff, but we thought we would give you an uh, inspirational story after the last guest. May have been a little depressed. I don't know. So... They have a story of uh, sticking through it, stickiness, <laughs> getting through it, all the things. They just have an incredible story. They've walked through a lot of things uh, through their kids, through their marriage, different things. Uh, they almost didn't make it. And we figured after the last story, it would be cool to have a story of someone that did make it, that did press through, that did uh, come out on the other side. So they're going to share with us their story. They're going to share with us their wisdom. As you know, we don't like to have people on that just talk about nothing. Uh, so these people have a lot of value to bring. So lean in. It's going to be good. So our, our <laughs> guests are Chad and Kelsey. Uh, so you've been married le- left for really 10, 11 years.
1: 11. 11. Okay, 11, yeah, 11 for sure. A yeah, half. 11 and yep.
0: They have three kids. Yep. What are is ages again?
1: 10, 8, and almost 2.
0: Almost 2. Yeah. So there's a gap in there. May have been an accident. No one no one knows.
1: She's a miracle.
0: She was oh, a miracle. They're all miracles.
1: Yeah, they are. Them.
0: So why don't you guys kick us off at the beginning? Don't tell me like your baby story. Right. But just give us like, okay, we, this is how we met, you know, kind of... Give us the, not sixty thirty second elevator pitch, maybe like a five minute elevator pitch. Sure, go ahead, Chad. <laughs> um,
2: so we met in a leadership conference at school. is was a Bible school. We were both uh, leaders. I was orient, an orientational leader, um, bringing things in and we just kind of ran into each other. Uh, I think a friend even introduced us to each other and then we went our ways and decided to hang out. The biggest memory of when we met for me is... Um, I got her to go on a walk with me and (laughs) we went on a walk. Um, Why, (laughs) why girls wear high heels when you go on walks? I don't know.
0: Right. It's all about looking good, but (laughs) then like five
2: minutes later. Back in those days I wore
1: heels all the time. I never didn't have Um, heels on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then we went down to an area. It's called the stone arch bridge in Minnesota. It's down by the river there. And she tripped and fell. And for, to back up a little before that, like for four years, I've been like a no girl zone. If I meet a girl, you are instant friend zone. Wow. No matter what.
0: Friend and everybody. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> um, but she touched my hand when she fell, when she went to fall. And I, I had that junior high moment where I <laughs> literally was like,
0: Oh my gosh, she freaking touched my
2: hand. <laughs> and, really? And she was <laughs> just trying to not eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, But at the same time, at that moment, I just started really praying to God and hearing God like telling me, this is the girl you're going to marry. And we continued our walk and just hearing her story and her life. Like she original plan was to go to Africa and be a missionary. Like we're leaving right after graduation. And I'm like, God, that's not even my plan. And so I started praying, like, I don't want to stop that. Like, let that, if that's her, your will, let it happen. But I just kept hearing... You're going to marry her. You're going to marry her. And then for on her side a little bit, I don't know if she'll share it, but um, go ahead. I'll let you share it.
1: Well, to back up just a little bit, I was in my senior year and Chad, he was in his fifth senior year. Get comfortable. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was in my senior year. He was in his fifth senior year because he had gone to school for a very long time.
2: (laughs) He was just degrees. He was just (laughs) late.
1: And so here I am and I'm making plans because I wasn't in any sort of relationship. We went to a Bible college that it was like nicknamed North Central Bridal College, you know, because everybody was just getting married right away and all the things. And I wasn't in a relationship. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to make my plans. And so I was going to go and work with the African Children's Choir. Oh, I was getting a music business degree and. The whole thing, and so when we met, that was the plan. I was leading worship at school, so when Chad met me, he was you know kind of starstruck because I was the girl leading worship on the stage, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So,
2: totally starstruck,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> he married up. No, just <laughs> um, so anyway, what we came to find out was that, well, first of all, we had a couple of um, really great mutual friends. And um, we had never met each other somehow. And we lived in an apartment building and he lived across the hall from me. Um, And so when we met, I didn't realize that we lived across the hall from each other. Then one day I saw him walking into the building and he was in the apartment straight across from me. If
2: if we would have met at that time, it would have been an absolute no-go. Like it was a total God protection thing. Yeah, but
1: as we were, you know, talking, we realized that the year previous... We lived in a triplex in a different part of campus and he lived on the first floor. I lived on the third floor and we never crossed paths ever. And I paid him for our internet, but I paid in cash. So I would just slip cash (laughs) underneath his door and we, we literally, we had never met each other. I didn't know his name, nothing. It was just like me and my roommates, you know, we paid the guys on the first floor for the internet. Well, the ironic
0: thing is Chad is how, old, how tall are you? Six foot two, six foot three? Uh six about six foot two. Okay. Large man, bright red beard. I don't know. I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. you didn't, didn't have a have beard. Have in a college? beard then, I didn't have a beard
3: though. back <laughs> then. Yeah, but yeah.
2: I did have the bright red hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it was very ironic. So then um you know, as we're like getting to know one another, my light bulb burns out in my kitchen.
0: And so I go across the hall
1: because I'm like, oh, the tall redhead is across Mm -hmm. the hall. I'm going to knock on his door because at that point in time, my roommate was doing a student teaching in Texas. So I was living by myself and I'm five foot, nothing, (laughs) five Mm -hmm. foot, straight five foot, even standing on a chair. I couldn't reach the light bulb. Right. So the tall redhead across the hall, I'm like, oh, yeah. So I go knock on his door. His roommate answers the door and... His roommate's this big, you know, stocky guy, and he goes, "I would feel a lot more comfortable if you waited for my roommate to get back." Um, Did he know?
2: Was he hooking you up? No, no, oh. no. no. He yeah, had no. I mean, he was a, a close to three hundred and fifty pound guy. Oh, gotcha. So he, he wasn't, wasn't going to go on go stand on a chair. In a chair. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so then I waited and waited like
2: two, three weeks. And I no, was busy. not that long. It
1: was not it's that like a long. Week, it maybe least. a week. But, you know, I'm, like, cooking for myself in the dark all the time, right? And just annoyed that this guy was not coming over to my apartment to, like, change my light bulb, right? And so, anyways, he finally comes over, and I am cooking this elaborate meal In my kitchen, I think I was cooking like roast Roast and like roasted vegetables and mashed (laughs) potatoes and like just like this whole. Because that's what I would do is like it Uh. had to have been a Sunday night because on Sunday nights I would make my, you know, a large meal and then I would eat it throughout the week. Yeah. So here comes Chad. Comes to my apartment to go to change the light bulb. He's standing on a chair in my tiny it's dark. I envision all this it's stuff in my head. It's,
2: it's dark. Yeah. It's dim. Yeah. The chair is standing there. She had by the way around there.
1: So Chad goes up to change the light bulb. And you, reach, and young man. Yeah, you reach and we- up
2: and that light just turns on. It was like heaven, you guys. Like that light hit my face, glistened off of it, and she would looked up at me and was like, ooh. And
1: so then Chad looks down and he goes, do you cook for yourself like like this yeah. all the time? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, um, I've been living off of brats and pasta for the last, you know, it. two months. He's like, Can you cook for me sometime? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Like, no was big that deal. An whatever.
3: Excuse or, or something. You were looking a little bit. <laughs> <over> <laughs> an that was a legit, he's was like, I'm a starving okay. student. I, was a starving I need student. food. <laughs> and
0: this okay. looks pretty damn good. <laughs> Had you gone <laughs> yeah. for your walk yet? Not no, at that moment. No, yeah. Okay. okay. Not at yeah. that the moment walk happened.
2: That's when we after. were kind of like, hey, we yeah. should hang out. And that's when we that's went totally for the walk. F- after. That's funny
0: because that's totally your like demeanor. It's like, hey, I'll, I'll eat some of that. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just that's total chat. That's right? funny.
1: Yeah. So then um, it was like a couple of days later, our campus does like a campus-wide outreach, yeah. community outreach. And the apartments, the upperclassmen apartments, our job was to go to like the safe house. Um, and do yard work. And so um, I was late waking up. And as I'm walking out, I see Chad. I don't know where he was going, but I was like, are you going to that campus thing, that community outreach? And he was like, I wasn't really planning on it. I was like, oh, I'm going to walk over there now. I have no idea where I'm going. And so then he, at that moment, he decided to go with me. And so we walked like two miles away to this safe house and we sat on the ground in front of it and like pulled weeds in the yard and just talked, you know, like very yeah. nonchalant, just getting to know each other and Which why all the we things. were pulling
2: weeds. There were so many we were only but. there
1: <laughs> we were only there for what, like twenty minutes or something like, cause we had missed, you know, the oh, majority yeah, yeah. of the work. So uh-huh. anyway at that time, I had been um, singing background vocals for a local artist in Minneapolis. And so we were having um, a couple of gigs at, you know, clubs downtown and whatnot. See. And so Chad, you know, I'm just getting to know this guy. And he just is, he has this quiet
2: a plan. demeanor about <laughs>
1: him. Like, I don't know why, but he was like probably, I don't know, 115 pounds, like, wet, He was so skinny, you know. And so, my heart went out to him because he looked like a starving person, (laughs) you know. And
3: (laughs) why do I need to go to Africa? (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And so, Mm. anyway, for whatever reason, he also had a car, and I didn't know anybody else that had a car. No, you didn't have a car. I
2: had a car, I had a car, it barely ran. Yeah, gentlemen. Little piece hey, of man, always I had a, a Lexus. I had a Lexus. <laughs> I had the nicest car out of the church staff. Remind you, it was. We light bulb. <laughs> have a car. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep.
1: Yep. And at that moment, I didn't have my license. So anybody with a car was like a yep. hot commodity for me. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I was yeah. like, this is going to work out really well. Um, and okay, so. At this point, was there any. There was a little bit of attraction. Sure. Okay, there, yeah, yeah. there definitely was a little bit of attraction. But when we decided to go on that walk, I had had a date that night. Ooh. Yes, and with
2: the musician. And,
1: and so then, man. and so then, Chad, you know, he's texting me and he's going, "Hey, you want to go on a walk with me and this other guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." So my date is done, and I meet up with him to go on this walk. And I, when I was 12 years old, I, you know, as every girl does, I think, write down what she wants in her husband, right? And so I, one of my big things, mind you, Chad did not cross off any box. Not one of those things that I had written down is Chad. None of them. (laughs) Because I wanted like, dark and handsome, musician, you know, like the whole thing, right? Uh, and that's not my husband. Nope.
2: And he's not dark. He's, <laughs> he's not, not as wise as it he gets. Yeah. He's <laughs> not
1: dark. Um, And so anyways, but one of the things that I put, like, I put like this fleece before the Lord at 12. And I wow. said, I want to know who my future husband is because he's the first man to ever give me flowers. And I had had a couple of relationships before that's Chad. Penny. And not <laughs> Man, one of them had ever given me flowers. Wow, those guys mm. suck. Not one. And so, anyways, here's Chad. We're on this walk. I had already tripped. You know, he's having a moment.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: M- there's another person with us. It was not just Chad and I, Oh. Guess. There was another there guy was with a, us.
2: There was a you, one of my youth kids.
1: Yeah. Smart. And so, um, we keep walking and we get to the end of the bridge. Um, the stone arch bridge and there's a bush there with little tiny purple flowers on it and he just bends over very like nonchalant and like picks a flower and just hands it to me and that was the moment for me that i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna marry this man you know and then everything changed it was like all of a sudden it was like all of my plans were like out the window i'm like whatever this man is doing I'm that's where I'm going. Wow. You know, it was like one of those very very profound like you know, this is happening. And we were like saying I love you to each other within like 3 weeks of that yeah. moment and he had called my dad and asked my dad if it would be okay if he pursued me, which was like huge to myself and my dad, sure. you know. Um and my dad is a Hispanic, you know, Man, that's just like, you know, tradition and... And to clarify,
0: you are not Mexican.
1: I'm not Mexican, no. You are... <laughs> Central American. So my dad was born in El Salvador. Okay. Grew up mm-hmm. in Honduras. So his, he is half and half. Oh, he is, okay. So half El-, El Salvadorian and half Honduran. And so, yeah. So I've got a little bit of that in me. And then my, my mother is German. So I I'm a good old... I'm a good mix of just (laughs) passion. I love it. (laughs) And anger. So So, that's the story of how we met and got started. Yeah.
2: So how long after did you get married?
1: I think we we got engaged
2: a year. Exactly exactly, a year.
1: uh, uh, From that walk.
2: From that walk.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: Then it was three months, months, eight months. Yeah. So you're what, early 20s at this point? No, No. I'm well, yeah, late 20s, oh, late 20s. 28 okay. maybe.
1: Yeah. 99. I was I was 24. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: We got married. No, I was 23.
3: You were 23.
1: Yep. And then because we I'll I we had Oliver when I was
3: 25. It yeah. just amazed me, you know, like to hear this because most of the 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 you the young people right now there's like I like it first, you know. Of of course it has to be a certain attraction, but it yeah. really it really amazed me like when you you get the flowers and you're like this is it. Yeah. You can identify that moment, you know, and honestly, not knowing all from that time till now, you know, it amazes me because I see a strong marriage here, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's been easy. I just see a strong marriage. And that's something that I recommend to my kids. You know, you have yeah. to ask God who is going to be the person yeah. you have to be ready. Yeah. You right. don't have to look that much you know you're gonna know when the moment is and this is kind of like i don't know if you ever hear that but when you're gonna buy a house you can visit many Mm -hmm. but there is one that is gonna hit you you know and it's kind of like that so it 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 it, it amazes me the way that you know you're you're saying that you decided do you had any problem between that moment Until you got married. That's something that make you doubt if he
2: or she was. For sure. There were, I mean, there were one time we were, I didn't know. I've just, over years. she's told me that I actually went over to her house and she was going to literally dump me that night. But in like, we're through, we're done. What was the reason? I don't remember.
1: The reason was... um... (laughs)
2: <laughs> just It brief. was more I'm of like person.
1: a it was yeah. more of like a personality sort of thing. It was like Chad is an introvert. Um and he, you know, it it takes a little while for him to like really warm up to people and we were going to be in ministry and it was one of those where I I felt like I was pulling him along. Mm. Um and, you know, I was almost a, a crutch for him to like not actually like open up because his, you know, his girlfriend was opening up to everybody and building sure. the relationships that he needed to be building. And so it was kind of one of those things where I was like, this isn't going to work because I feel like I'm just constantly going to be the, you know, the extroverted, charismatic one that's just like, you're just kind of following me along, you know? Um, and so that was the reason that I almost dumped him. And it was like, what, like a week later that Chad proposed.
2: No, it wasn't a week later that we proposed. It was a while later in my mind. I just remember chasing after you. Not like chasing down the street, but like I just wouldn't let her say those words. Or I was refused to listen to him. It was like, okay, great. We're over for a moment, but then let's go for a walk and let's hash yeah, it was this like out. I had, let's talk this out. I had like, this
1: conversation with him you know, and I'm like trying to break up with him and he's not hearing me.
2: <laughs> definitely probably and not so hearing like, her.
1: Hold on. Are you understanding what's <laughs> happening right now? Or like, and he, for it just, he wasn't understanding. So I was like, okay, never mind then. But my question, <laughs> my
2: question would be this is for you, Kelsey, is why did you stay with me at that I point? I don't
1: know. It was like. Th- Great question. I had, so back up to like me, you know, doing music and the whole thing. I had only dated musicians up to that point. And there was a stability about Chad that Mm. I had never experienced. And there was this safety with him that, you know, that I, like, there was a part of me that knew that if I ended up with a musician, which was my track record up until that point, it was like, there would be no stability. It's like, we're both chasing a dream. And... You know, and it's like, we're going to be starving artists for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? But with Chad, it was like, I knew that I would be taken care of and I knew that I would be safe. Um, And so I didn't necessarily want to let that go. I
3: thought it was because I chased you down. No, no, because it's (laughs) part of the the, the main and uh, some women don't realize that when they're younger, that's. Security and protection is one of the main things the girls want, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, like with my parents, with my dad, you know, he was that, you know, he has been that for my mom. And like there's this, you know, I feel safe, obviously, with my father. And so having that in a husband was, you know obviously really attractive as well. But my dad is a musician. My dad's a dreamer. My dad is, you know, the creative, you know, all the things. And so it's, you know, it's funny. They bring a stability to each other. And I had not had that in any relationship that I'd been in up until that point. And then all of a sudden I have it with Chad.
0: Well, it's interesting because you said your dad is a musician. Yeah. You know, the whole idea that we're generally attracted to people like our parents. Oh, no, I
1: Chad is my grandfather, my oh. mom's dad. Oh, okay. Which is funny <laughs> to me because, yes, I've, because I thought about that so many times. Like, I did not end up with somebody like my dad, which is, you know, typical. Sure. No, I, I married my grandfather, <laughs> which is very funny. funny.
0: So why did you not give up? What was that thing that kind of just,
2: I... I, you know, looking back, I'm not a hundred percent sure other than I'm not one to quit. So I'm like, (laughs) that's the worst thing in my mind is quitting. It's like, I just chased after it, you know, fight for, fight for what you felt that I want. And I felt that our dating life was a God thing and I needed her. You know, she said that I could be, I was so what was the word sustainable or
1: <laughs> stability Stability yeah. and yeah.
2: all of those things is she was that for me. She brought things out of me that were even just fantastic. And so it was like, I needed her just as much as she needed me. Yeah. sure. And so I wasn't
3: about to let that go.
0: Yeah. Wow. Even at that, even at that point you could tell.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
3: So now do you still now being married, do you, you still seeing those, uh, Uh, characteristics on her and you and him, or did you find more about him that you like even more?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, I feel like the stability factor, now fast forward, we'll get into all of the details of, you know, us almost divorcing, but going into therapy um, a couple of years back, and talking through all of this because it's like questioning, like, why? Like, why are Chad and I together? You know, like, what does he, like what are the things about him that, like, drew me to him and all the things? And what it came down to, you know, was that he was everything that I needed. You know, it was not, it wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of, like, like the wants versus the needs. It was like what I actually needed, what at my core, my core emotional, physical, spiritual needs, obviously the Lord. But when it comes to a human being, what I need is everything that Chad is. Damn. So that was like, now, you know, what I've learned from that is that I don't need to go to chad to meet sure all of those i can go to the lord and you know and he can fill me up and chad can be the recipient of that overflow of like me receiving you know but what i've already need. but at as you know a partner in life and ministry and you know parenting and all the things um when he does meet those needs it's like a cherry on top you know <laughs> it's like you know he he just he knows he knows when he walks in the door if i've had a stressful day he's going to immediately like look at me he doesn't have to say a word and he'll just like immediately start like doing the dishes or you know sure. taking the kids you know someplace or whatever right. you know he can just he can just tell and like his love language is acts of service and I'd never necessarily known that that was, like, a love language of mine. But, like, he just does. Like, he does those things without me ever having to ask. Um, And, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where I'm just like, everything that I didn't know that I needed, Chad fulfills those things.
0: What, What you just said there was really interesting because you said he just does those things. Yeah. Now, Chad, is there ever a point where that's not the thing you wanna do? And you're just like, these are the things I need to do? Or how does that work for you?
2: I mean, for sure don't want to do them. You know, I've worked, I'm I'm a laborer, I'm a blue collar laborer, work on my feet all day long. Um, I don't take usually breaks or lunch. So when I get home, I'm already pretty exhausted. And, you know, I can walk in the door and I can see a mess all over. The dish is not done. Uh, school books still out, all yep. of this. And at that moment, I either have a choice that I can make. I can come in and I can be like, Did you guys do anything all day today? And be completely upset, which is just going to blow the whole entire scene up yeah even yeah. worse. Or I can just be like, Hey, how'd the day go? Okay, it went rough and start cleaning and, and, and doing some of that. Do I get all of it ever cleaned up? No. Sure. Sure. I get part of it cleaned up maybe by yeah, the yeah. end of the night. And just that way we don't argue, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then she'll start helping Um. some, you know, some nights it's even just coming home and having to embrace her for a moment. Yeah. And forget about the mess. Yeah. Like the mess is a temporary thing. The feeling could turn into a bigger thing. So if you don't take care of that bigger thing, mm. then it turns into... A massive fight or weekly fight that just keeps going on
0: is this something that you guys have worked into yes. or okay yeah absolutely
2: what Definitely. was the turning
0: point for that that you recognize that
2: I think communicating with each other more um, getting help from other people is was, is a huge key um, we get it we'll get into some of that story but that's some of the the biggest thing is getting help and, and help from people that you trust but also aren't going to take your side Yeah, on anything. Sure. They're going to look yeah. at this situation and they love both of you. So they're going to help both of you. They're not going to disown one or the other, you yeah. know? Yeah. I
0: just asked because uh, we've talked about just that kind of concept a lot. Yeah. Just in different yeah. episodes. So I just wanted to ask. So yeah. So tell, so you get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, I mean, was it a fairly normal relationship in the beginning, like before you got married, we dated, got mm-hmm. yep. together, got all that kind of
2: stuff. Mm-hmm. So you get married, kind of go into that kind of first couple of years. Okay. We get, uh, we got married, uh, got hired as a part-time youth minister or kids pastor. I'm um, in a part-time job for about a year is about, I think it was exactly two years. year, uh, walk into the office, was told I'm being let go. Had no reason, don't know why they couldn't say anything other than our visions didn't line up. Sure. Um, now, if you know me, that I take that very personally and hard because when I start something, once again, finish, I want to finish quit. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, like this was my lifetime job with you guys. Um, and then the, literally two weeks later, we apply and God gave me my dream position, a full-time kids pastor. Um, was doing that for a couple of years. We just bought a house. Things this were. this was in Minnesota? This was mm-hmm. all in Minnesota. Um, things were going fairly well as a newly couple. I mean, we had fights, but we could get over them. We just bought a, a house that when we bought it, once again, we thought it was our dream house. Still sure. today, we love that house. And yeah. there was so much potential in that house. Um, But after maybe two years after that position, same thing, walked into the office, went to staff meeting, and was told, I'm going to be let go. This time I really fought for it instead of just kind of, okay. Yeah. I fought for it because I wanted to know this was my life job. I knew God wasn't done with me yet at that moment sure. there. yeah, And so I asked all kinds of questions, couldn't get answers. And so I think we panicked a little bit in this moment and we left Minnesota completely, sold our house, and moved in, moved to Wisconsin to be with Kelsey's parents.
1: So I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. There are things that were happening at home sure. in the midst of all of this. So um, I got pregnant relatively quickly, six months into our marriage, found out that we were pregnant, and that, you know, was a dream come true. Always wanted to be a mom. Oliver was Uh, We knew that it was a boy. Like, the moment that we found out that I was pregnant, I knew it was a boy. I knew he was going to have red hair. Like, I just Mm, knew (laughs) Like, there was just this internal, like, just knowing. So, we picked the name Oliver immediately. So, I found out that I was pregnant, like, maybe six weeks into the pregnancy. So, really early. And so, he had a name the entire time. And hit my third trimester. And all of a sudden, everything went wrong um found out that i um had a liver disease called cholestasis and it's pregnancy induced um very wow. rare and so basically your liver shuts down cannot process you know the toxins in your body wow. and um and so basically i was i was working um for a uh, the Assemblies of God District. So the whole state of Minnesota, I was working at the district office running women's ministry, planning events, the whole thing. High, Very high stress job. So I had to quit because it was just not doing anything positive, you know, for my body at all. So basically, I was on bed rest for the whole um, third trimester. We were going to um, a hospital three times a week to get monitored and all the things. So, I mean, like stress wise on, you know, our marriage and all of that, like, you know, it was pretty high stress. We bought a house in the midst of that. Um, Had Oliver, he was early, um, but he, he was miraculously just fine um, and brought him home, found out at when he was six months old that I was pregnant with Ivy (laughs) <laughs> and same thing happened um, because once you get cholestasis, you have a 90% chance that you're going to get it for every pregnancy. Wow. So I got cholestasis again. Her, In her case, it was horrific, um, 10 times worse than it was with Oliver. And so Ivy was born at 34 weeks. Um, and so we were in the NICU for a significant period of time. And while we were in the NICU was when he got let go. Yeah. From that job. First one? The second one. The second one.
2: Yeah. And that was,
1: that was, I mean, that was so a tough hard. time
2: just in me struggling with God because sure. there were during the NICU, you know, I'm like one of the key moments. Ivy is the most miracle baby that we have. They yeah. were all miracles, but. And Ivy, Oliver wasn't in the NICU,
1: right? He wasn't in the NICU okay Okay.
0: No. Yeah.
2: But Ivy was literally, you know, we were, I was serving church, doing all the serving thing. And I got mad at God because of. The fact that why are you not healing my daughter at this point? She has RSVP.
1: RSV, yeah. (laughs)
2: And all kinds of crazy stuff, which is a totally different story, but.
1: Yeah. So he was, so he got let go. In the midst of all of that, I was feeling abandoned because he takes work so serious and he is loyal to a fault. He will not, you know, like abandon his work and whatever. I mean, like his work ethic is, you know, crazy strong. So I am in the NICU with my, you know, extremely frail baby all alone. And I started to like build up this resentment in me and the fact that like he couldn't hold a ministry job. And ministry sure. was all that I felt that we were called to. And for whatever reason, it just was like, why? Why why is ministry not working out, you know? Yeah. And like questioning his abilities, questioning, you know, his like personality and like, well, he's just not cut out to be a pastor, you know, that sort of thing. I'm abandoned at the hospital, you know, for a month by myself and all of these things. And obviously, like I had just had a baby. So my emotions are
0: Oh, yeah. All the roof. over the
1: place. Right? And so I'm like, I'm just distraught. Right? And so we had to, he was the only person on staff that had a CDL license. So we were asked to drive the bus for a youth retreat. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, Ivy is just coming home. She's home for a week out of the NICU. Still really frail. We pushed so hard to get her, like, released. And I think we we pushed too, too hard.
2: Too hard. It was it was probably a mistake. It, yeah. Uh. It was even a mistake to go on that trip. Yeah. I should have put my foot down. So
1: he was already let go.
2: Yeah.
1: And he had committed to driving the bus for this.
2: Let go, but still had to work for a month. Yeah, to, a month. To fill We weren't out. allowed. That's the worst. We yeah, weren't I'll allowed tell. to tell
1: anyone that we had been let go because then we would lose our severance package. Yeah. It was not a healthy situation at all. Um, and so we were on this trip and um, Ivy went completely blue. She stopped breathing.
2: Eyes went yellow. Like it was, those, head, it was one of those. It was the
1: scariest moment of our life. Oh, sorry. I got choked up. Um, it was the scariest moment of our lives. So I am... We're at this youth retreat. I have both of my babies there. One of them is like on the verge of death. I'm like watching her die in my arms, right? So we rushed to the hospital and I'm there and the, you know. The, I'm still doing
2: ministry because I couldn't go.
1: He couldn't come with, with me to the hospital. He wasn't allowed to leave to go with yeah, me because with he had the, he was the only one with CDL, CDL license. You- he had to stay. Wow. And so. Um, I'm at the hospital. The doctors are telling me that she is like, you know, if if we had waited like five more minutes, she would have been gone. You know, like her Jeez. her oxygen level was at fifteen percent, and so they are. And where are you at this point? We're in Wisconsin. It's in the middle of we're Wisconsin. Three and a half hours town. away from the Twin Cities, and so we get into an ambulance. We go um to up to Minnesota. Um, just me and Ivy. And I was so mad at Chad. Sure. I was so angry because it was like, your daughter is dying and work comes before us. Like, I just, I felt so abandoned. And so then we were in the hospital for another several weeks. Um, And when that was all said and done, you know, Chad, at that point, everybody knows that we were let go. And I said, I can't do this. I can't. So we packed everything up. We sold the house. I left with the kids. I moved to Wisconsin with the kids. Chad stayed in Minnesota for another month, getting our house, you know, up for sale and everything. And I was like convinced at that moment that like everything was done. I was, I was done. Um, And so I was totally fine being by myself, with the kids, at my parents' house. Um, And honestly, I was like, if he doesn't come, end up coming, I could care less. Um, And so anyways, he ends up coming to Wisconsin, and already by that time, there was like, there was a wall. Yeah, there was a lot of,
2: I mean, we were both
1: spiraling
0: down. To hear the rest of the story, you have to tune into the next episode. (laughs) We've already been through it. We've already been through it. It goes that fast. Because I want to know. I want to know what's going through Chad. I want to know just obviously some of his perspective during all this. Um, But that is episode 54. That quick. Like, I'm like getting, I'm like on the verge. Like, I want to know. I
3: want to know the rest of the story. I can can see everybody's like, what? no don't stop it I want to please I want to keep listening to this Okay, so you have
0: to tune in next week uh, to hear the rest of the story to hear just some more of their wisdom it's just it's just all there it's just there's little bits and pieces of it and but we're just getting started don't miss next episode episode 55 do all the things we out